All right. Good morning, everyone. We'll get started with Truma Parsha here. Uh, this week's Parsha, Parsha's Truma, we begin the beginning of the building of the Mishkan. This is like, if you look at the structure of the Torah, uh, this is the center uh, of the whole Torah. Uh, so we have kind of the prelude, uh, which is uh, the Bnei Yisrael, uh, his, where we came from, starting with Adam, Chava, Avram, uh, and coming all the way through the creation of the Bnei Yisrael at the end of Bereshis, we have the Shvatim, Shemos begins, and we have the beginning of the Bnei Yisrael as a nation. Uh, right? We go down, we're in Mitzrayim, uh, and then uh, we multiply Me'od Me'od. Uh, that's the beginning of the nation of and creation of the Bnei Yisrael for the first time. Paro calls uh, the Bnei Yisrael Am Bnei Yisrael, a nation of Bnei Yisrael, and that's in the beginning of Shemos. Uh, and then we have kind of the climax of the receiving of the Torah. Uh, and right after that, Hashem wants us immediately to build the Mishkan, to build a, a home, a sanctuary, a dwelling place um, for Hashem. Uh, and we know famously that the Pasuk says, um, You'll make, create for me a, uh, a Mikdash and I will dwell amongst you. Meaning Hashem wants us to create the Mishkan uh, to have a place to connect stronger, more powerfully. Uh, but ultimately, Hashem is looking for a personal connection with every individual. It shouldn't be uh, this uh, commercial experience, right, where it's the, the choir that's providing all the inspiration, or the rabbi, he's, uh, he's religious and he learns Torah, so that's enough. Uh, it's a very, it should be personal. Every single individual is meant to step up his relationship, his connection with Hashem. Uh, and that's the, mi- the message of the Mishkan and what it's all about. Uh, so this week's Parsha, I want to take an interesting twist. We've always done, uh, you know, kind of big ideas uh, and kind of one central theme. Um, but we have so many psukim. It's, it's amazing. I think there's 40 psukim that talk about the creation of the world. And I believe it's around 260 psukim that talk about the creation of the Mishkan. Right. That's uh, five times, more than five times, uh, about six, six times the creation of the world. We have the creation of the Mishkan. Right, and that's uh, that's amazing, right? Creation of the world with all its intricacies. Ah, Hashem didn't have to give that much time, uh, but us creating a dwelling place for Hashem, right? Because the creation of the world is Hashem creating a dwelling place for us. So that Hashem is like, ah, it's enough, you know, 40 psukim. Uh, we don't have to go into that much detail. But us creating a dwelling place for Hashem, whoa, that takes 250 uh, psukim uh, and all the intricate details. And every single year, I kind of go through the psukim, and I'm like, oh, how is this? How can I find relevance out of these psukim? Right? It's a it's a long kriya, especially when we get to Vayakal Pekude. Uh, it's uh, especially when it's a double parsha. I believe this year it's not because it's a leap year, so we're going to split them apart. Uh, but every year when we get Vayakal Pekude, tons of psukim that go over the creation of the of the Mishkan, and all the all the vessels, all the kalem uh, that were used in the Mishkan. What's the significance? How do I take out practical significance from each of these details into my life? Uh, so um, one year I went through Rav Hirsch, uh, Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch, and he literally he is such golden nuggets. He pulls out from every single Kli of the Mishkan. Uh, he looks at the material, the symbolism of the Kli itself. He looks at the location where the Kli was inside the Mishkan. If it's in the Kodesh Kedashim, if it's on the right side of the Heichal, the left side of the Heichal. Uh, and he looks at the function uh, and the shape and structure and pulls out lessons of each one of the Kalim. Uh, so I want to just go through the Aron HaKodesh with you guys. 
uh, just to show uh, what Rav is talking about. Uh, maybe in future years, or maybe some of the later parshas, we'll be able to go through some of the other kalem. Uh, but just to show, like, uh, an example of what uh, Rav Hirsch, how he, like, extracts all these, like, powerful lessons, uh, and how, indeed, the kalem of the Mishkan, the materials of the Mishkan, uh, the size of the kalem of the Mishkan, how that all can be relevant to us practically now, 2024. Uh, so we have source number one, we have the Pasuk Ein Shemos, which talks about the command. Uh, to create the Aron HaKodesh, and it says, also Aron shitim. You should make an Aron, uh, which is the Ark that housed uh, the Luchos and the Sefer Torah on its side. Uh, and there was a few other things there, right? The, the stick of Aron made it in there, uh, and a few other things. Huh? The mun. Mun, yeah, exactly. Mun made it in there. Uh, you should make an Aron. What should be the material of the Aron? Shitim wood. Uh, so we'll have to see the significance of shitim wood. Two and a half amos by one and a half amos by one and a half amos. That's the size. Okay. Uh, so says Rav Hirsch. What's this Aron all about? Uh, what's the symbolism behind the Aron? Uh, says Rav Hirsch, source number two. Uh, if anybody needs another short, short, short source sheet, there's one here. Aron Hakli Harishon the first and, uh, and, and most unique kli, asiyasei hutla al klal hatzibor. Hashem doesn't say uh, to the individual, the asa, right? All the other kalim we're going to see are in singular. Hashem is commanding specifically uh, Moshe or specifically Betzalel on the creation of the kli. But here it says, v'asu in the plural, all of klal Yisrael should make the aron. The Aron was, uh, it was a vessel for all of Klal Yisrael, and it's meant to symbolize all of Klal Yisrael. Uh, so, uh, the making of the Aron is put on the whole Tzibor. Because it says, you shall make in the plural. All of you shall make. All of Klal Yisrael shall make. This is the Aron, and it's called Aron HaEidus, the Aron of Testimony. We'll see why it's called the Aron of Testimony. Uh, just like Hashem commanded all of Klal Yisrael should make for me uh, a Mikdash, the Mishkan. All of Klal Yisrael was supposed to make the Mishkan. So to hear it says, all of Klal Yisrael should make the Aaron. Similarly, when it comes to the Kruvim, which is the top, the covering of the Aaron, which is the, the crowned glory of the symbolism of the Aaron. It says, from the, kapor, from the kaporas, you shall make in the plural, all of you, all of Claudius Yisrael shall make the Kruvim. But on all the other kilim, it says, you singular shall make. Vitsipisa, you, you singular, uh, shall cover. Uh, so he's only referring to Moshe or Betzalel. They should be the ones who do it. Uh, and similarly, all the other kalem, it just says it in the singular. It seems from here that the whole purpose of the Asuli Mikdash, of all of Klai Yisrael, creating uh, the Mishkan, uh, it's all centered around the creation of the Aron, because the creation of the Aron continues uh, that plural Hashem uh, commanding all of Klal Yisrael. So to the Aaron is a command on all of Klal Yisrael because this is the essence of what creating the Mishkan is all about. So j- just, to, just like 
the creation of the Mishkan was a command on all of Klai Yisrael, not any specific uh, individual. So too the creation of the Aron was a command on all of Klai Yisrael, no specific individual, because the Aron was the essence of what the whole Mishkan was all about. Everything else was just an addition uh, to the Aron, but the, the Aron was meant to be the centerpiece. That's why it was the middle of the Kodesh Kedashem, right? Right in, uh, right in the heart of the Kodesh Kedashem. Uh, meant to be the centerpiece of the whole Mishkan. Um, and it's really the core of what the creation of the Mishkan was all about. That's why Hashem commands in the plural to create the Aron, just like he commanded in the plural to create the Mishkan. Okay, so let's see what the Aron represents. Says of Hirsch in source number three. Aron Metzayan Kli Kibul Hamakabal Davar Sheyishamer Boi Litzmisus. The Aron uh, represents the Kli Kibul. Uh, the 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 receptacle, receptacle uh, and the receiver of um, of davar sheyishamer boiletzmisas of something that uh, that you're keeping and that you're holding onto and protecting lachein humitzayin gam aron and he actually brings it from the lashon of aron he says is from the lashon of um, of rana uh, which means a keeper uh, and he adds on to that lachein humitzayin gam aron mesim that's what we call the aron mesim is uh, is a coffin right it's meant to hold and protect the body uh, from the from the outside source from the outside um, um, bacteria, etc. Vagam teva lekabalas trumos kesef over amikdash, and Aaron is also referred to in the Mishnah uh, that it's uh, it, it's what held the money uh, for the donations in the base amikdash. Also, where Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ben Akruv, that's on top of the Aaron. Yeah, also, uh, also Ben Akruv, between the, between the Aaron, Ha'aron mekabal satora over Yisrael. So the Aaron is supposed to receive, it's supposed to hold and keep and protect uh, the Torah uh, for a Mishmeres, uh, for, uh, to guard uh, for, for the Bnei Yisrael. Or le yeser diuk ayudei Ha'aron Yisrael mekabal satora amanas l'shomra. Uh, if you want to be uh, even more detailed, through the Aron, uh, the, the Bnei Yisrael uh, can receive the Torah uh, in order to protect it. Uh, so the representation of the Aron, the symbolism of the Aron, is receiving and protecting the Torah. Right. So that's the symbolism. Okay, so now he's going to build on that. Uh, and he's going to say, what's uh, the, the Shittim? The Shittim would, and he's going to fit everything else within that context that the Aron is meant to be the, the receiver's of the Torah and the protectors of the Torah, and he's going to say that that's Klal Yisrael. We're meant to be the receivers and the protector of Klal Yisrael, and that's why the, the Bnei Yisrael themselves are represented through uh, the Aron. Uh, and he's going to bring now, okay, so now let's look at the material of the wood and what Hashem is trying to convey by having it made of shittim wood and then having it uh, made with a layer of gold and in the inside and the outside. Right. So this is all going to reflect based on us being the receivers and the guardians and the protectors of the Torah. Uh, so source number... It's cedar wood, right? In English? Uh, cedar wood. Cedar? Uh, but shittim is a specific type of cedar wood. So it, it's one... It's oud. Huh? Is it oud? Is it the... Uh, I think it's... They say it's acacia wood, but I... Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's verified or anything, but they say it's acacia wood. Um, so shittim is one of the ten types of, uh, of, of eight eras. And so eras is cedar wood. Uh, and shittim is one of the specific types of uh, of eres. So, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so source number four, Aaron it should be an Aaron made of shittim wood. Yisrael mekabal Torah bekoach yecholto. Yisrael, the Jewish people who receive the Torah bekoach with all of their with all of their strength, least patchos ulezikuch atzmi masmidim, and they're meant to uh, constantly be growing and constantly be refining themselves uh, consistently. Uh, just like atze shitim, shitim wood symbolizes constant growth, right? Because it comes from a living entity. Uh, it's also, it constantly strengthens itself more and more. If you've seen the, the rings in the tree every single year, right? It gets, uh, it gets wider and wider, more, uh, more firm. Uh, its roots go deeper and deeper. Uh, so it creates a greater and greater foundation for itself. Uh, and it's constantly refining itself uh, to make its wood more dense, right? So uh, the, the young wood is not very dense. Older wood becomes more and more dense. Uh, so so too, the symbolism is for the, the receivers of the Torah, which are us, right? Whereas, and that's meant to be symbolized by the Aron, uh, that we should constantly be refining ourselves, just like the wood, right? It's meant to be made of wood. We should constantly be refining ourselves, constantly be growing, uh, and constantly be expanding um, our knowledge. Uh, so he says, uh, And this is something, the, the ability that we're, that we're uh, constantly supposed to be doing uh, for the sake of the Torah. The Torah was given to the Bnei Yisrael in a very set uh, and uh, static way. Right? The, the Torah itself is made of evan. It's made of stone. Stone symbolizes never growing, never moving. Uh, it's, it is what it is, uh, and it's not meant to budge, right? Uh, so that's why it was made of pure stone, extremely heavy. Uh, according to some of the Mepharshim, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu dropped it when, uh, when the letters left, uh, because uh, it's pure stone, right? It must have weighed, uh, I don't know, 100 kilo or something like that. Uh, an arm and a half by an arm and a half uh, by, by uh, of, of pure stone, <laughs> extremely heavy. Uh, uh, um, but it's meant to be non-moving, right? The Torah itself is never meant to move. But the receivers of the Torah, which is Klal Yisrael, we are meant to move. And that's why the, re- the receptacle for the Torah, which is the Aron HaKodesh, was made of wood, not made of stone, and not made of metal. The Luchos HaEdos, Hem Luchos Evan. Luchos HaEdos are meant to be made of stone for that purpose. Non-moving, non-budging, the Torah will never change. Um, um, but the receivers of the Torah were meant to constantly be refining, constantly be growing. And it says Rav Hirsch in the next source, source number five, Lo HaTorah Meshula Kaan La'etz Ela Anachnu. The Torah itself is not compared to an eitz, but we are compared to wood. Through the Torah, we're, we're able and we're obligated uh, to constantly be moving forward, to constantly refine ourselves, to open ourselves up, and to constantly be growing one step by the next step, just like the tree, slow, consistent growth. Right? At no particular stage can you see the, gro- the tree jump and growth. Uh, so to us, right, you, you try to jump too much, uh, you're going to lose it. Consistent, right? Uh, 1%, refining yourself by 1% every single day, uh, you'll be 365% four times, uh, four times better by the end of the year. Uh, mayam. We're meant to be like a, like a tree that's... Uh, that's embedded on the riverbanks. Um, so, um, um, Eitz Chayim, he, also referring to the Torah. 
the Jewish people were meant to be makabal the Torah in order to uh, to do, meaning we're supposed to put it uh, out into action to actually be refining ourselves and growing. Through the Torah, like David Amalek says, uh, like a tree, like a tree uh, that's rooted in the the riverbed. Um, so the key lessons that we're taking out, just out of the basic, right? Aaron Ateshitim. So the first thing we learned out was Ve'asu, You should make in the plural. This is meant to be the centerpiece um, of of the Mishkan because uh, it's going back on Ve'asu li Mikdash. All of Kali should make the Mikdash, and this is the only kli where it continues in that plural of Ve'asu because this is incumbent on all of Klal Yisrael. The Aron was meant to represent all of Klal Yisrael, the receivers of the Torah, um, and it's made of Atzei Shitim, Shitim wood to, to represent that we're constantly be, supposed to be growing, constantly refining, uh, and constantly working on ourselves. And while the Torah itself is static, it's not meant to move, we're supposed to be dynamic, we're supposed to constantly be moving, shifting, growing. Uh, not by too much at one shot, but that 1% every single day. Um, okay, uh, so now let's move to the, the layering of the of the Aron. Source number six, we have the Pasuk, and it's the next command that Hashem is commanding Moshe uh, uh, by the creation of the Aron. And he says, Vitsipisa also Zav Tahar, you should cover the Aron with Zahav Tahar, uh, the purest of gold. Mibayas umichutz tetzapenu. Uh, from both the inside and the outside, you should cover it, you should layer it in gold. Says Rav Hirsch, source number seven, Pitsipisa. What's the significance of layering it in gold, but not just the outside, also the inside? What's the silver in between the gold and the wood? Uh, just that's a shitim. So it's, just shitim and gold. Yeah. Uh, so just shitim and then gold on both sets. Uh, so it says Rav Hirsch, Vitsipisa hapesichus liklot ulakabo v'yecholas hahispatchus. Uh, so that uh, the covering uh, needs to be attached uh, and, to, and the ability um, to, uh, to open up from chios, because we said the, the shitim wood represents chios, life uh, being dynamic. But it has to be uh, with a steadfast, um, it has to be done in a steadfast way. The yitzivus and a nobility. The hasmada bechol ha'atzile hatov v'ha'amiti, and 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 going through it thoroughly uh, with all of uh, the goodness, the true goodness. So what Rav Hirsch is saying is that gold represents nobility, right? Like a certain kind of like confidence that you're exuding. Uh, it also represents uh, being steadfast, right? It's made out of metal. It's impervious. Uh, to, to rotting or bacteria or anything else, right? Wood can, wood can rot, wood can get wet. Uh, something like gold, right? Water can't get in, it's impervious to the outside, it's noble, um, and, um, and it also represents goodness, right? Like uh, being uh, true goodness, right? That's the, that's the symbolism of um, Zahav Tahor, it should be pure gold, meaning uh, a person should be, um, a, a person should be pure. Right, like uh, totally good inside, outside. What Hashem is representing through uh, this, uh, these three layers, right? The gold, wood, gold, is that a person needs to have his core that he's dynamic, right, and that he's moving. Uh, but that wood needs to attach 
itself to the to the gold, to the metal. Atzei shitim elazav. The atzei shitim needs to attach itself to the zav. Torah Hashem dereshes mi mekablea kedei lekayama yicholas lehispatchos yachad im amida isana. So that a person can uh, create that growth and uh, constant moving uh, and uh, constant growth and refinement, uh, but out of a place of steadfast nobility. The amida isana natzelas zu. Uh, and this nobility and goodness that a person is is showing needs to be both to the outside world, right, on the on the external layer, on the outside, and in the inside, uh, in an internal way as well. Uh, meaning that a person can't just be fake on the outside. It has to be tocho kabaro. His uh, his outside represents his inside, just like inside. He's made out of gold, and he's representing gold. Uh, that he's uh, true goodness, true Tara, uh, true, and he's steadfast, and he's confident in his in who he is as a Jew. Uh, so too, on the outside, it should be a reflection of what's going on inside. Uh, okay. And that's why the Torah commands us that both on the outside and on the inside you should layer it with gold. Mishalosh uh, Tevas, the Aaron was made of these three boxes, Achas Panimis, one the inside one, Vaachas Chitzonis, one the outside one, Sheshteim Mizav, both of them were meant to be made out of gold, Uvenam Teva Me'ate Shitim, and in the middle was the was the box of Shitim wood, Chaye Tara Ve'amida, this life of purity, and and uh, and not moving, staying true to your to your values. Eisana Hein Mibayas Ve'hein Mibachutz, Chaye Emes, uh, both on the inside and on the outside, it should be a life of truth. Uh, and it should stand up in, uh, in the face of anybody trying to change you and all the outside influences and whatever the world's, uh, you know, they think is popular on social media uh, and what the celebrities are promoting. No, we stay true to our Torah values. Uh, despite the face of everything that's going on around us, despite the, wor- the rest of the world's opinion on Eretz Israel, we're going to stay true uh, to who we are as a Jewish people, what our values are, uh, despite what everybody else is doing in Sydney, how they're dressing, uh, their mode of being, how they spend their time. Uh, no, we're going to stay true to our, our Torah values, what we're all about, what we're living for, a life of Avodah Sashem. Uh, and that's the symbolism of the gold. And once you have these uh, these outside and inside layers, okay, so now the, the middle should be wood uh, so that a person should constantly be growing within that framework. right? So we're meant to be the shittim wood within the framework of the gold, meaning we're supposed to have, uh, be impervious, be refined, be pure goodness, and uh, live a life of Hashem. Uh, but within that framework, we're supposed to be growing uh, and constantly refining ourselves. Uh, to stand up true in front of all evil. Uh, and we should also be a receptacle to all of the good. Uh, which represents the zav, uh, zav ve'etz, the gold and the wood, mitzvos losase and mitzvos ase, to fulfill the mitzvos losase and the mitzvos ase, elahem shtei bechinos. These are the two um, elements to put into balance. Ha'ofe, ha'machshiros, es Yisrael, and these are the things that prepare the Bnei Yisrael, lios kli kibol Torah Hashem, to be a receptacle for the Torah of Hashem. Uh, so by having these two midos, 
of, uh, of holding on to our values, not letting in the outside world, staying true to who we are, but at the same time growing within that framework, constantly challenging ourselves, refining ourselves by that 1% every single day. Uh, so through that, we refine ourselves to be a Klee Kibbel, just like the Aron was meant to be the Klee Kibbel. Uh, when we want to be the, we're, we, uh, we're symbolized by the Aron HaKodesh to be the Kli Kibbel of the Torah. Uh, and we need those two uh, character traits uh, in order to do that. Uh, if anybody needs to go at any time, uh, you're welcome. Uh, we're moving on to source number eight, which is the next feature of the Aron HaKodesh. And the next feature is the, the crown or the rim of the Aron. Uh, so says the, says the Torah, V'asisa alav zer zahav saviv. Uh, and you should make, right? This is in the singular now, the Asisa, only you, right? It's not like the Aron, which was in, uh, which was, sorry, this was part of the Aron, it was the, the top layer, uh, but all the other commands were Asisa, only the original cam- command was Asu. Asisa Allah Zerzav Savev, you should make a gold rim around the Aron. And the way it was meant to be made was that it was supposed to be chiseled, the, the side was elongated. Um, but it wasn't a separate piece that was around. It was meant to be chiseled from the side. Uh, so let's see the, symbolize, the symbolism behind the gold rim and the crown. Vasisa alav zer zav saviv. Rav Hirsch is going to be going on the, the same theme, right? That it's the Aron represents the, re, the receptacles and the people who receive the Torah, which is Bnei Yisrael, right? The Jewish people uh, and those upholding the Torah. Aron yiyamukaf ba'atera boletes. The Aron was meant to be surrounded by a crown that was sticking up. Chlape Maila, upward. Shenotzra Mehakatsa Elyon, which was made from the from the upper uh, from the upper side of the Aron, meaning chiseled out of the side as opposed to a separate piece added on. Uh, so it was really an extension of the walls of the Aron. Shaldofen Azav Hachitzones Shal Aron of the golden uh, outer outer wall of the Aron. Habaletas Me'ad Me'ala Kaporas Zer Atara. Zer, he says, uh, always means uh, a crown. Right, so what does this word zer mean? Sometimes uh, zer can mean stranger, right? Zar, uh, so it doesn't mean stranger. Uh, he's gonna say it's related to the word stranger, because uh, when you put on a crown, you're showing that you're like elevated above everybody else. Uh, but zer refers to a crown. Nigzar mizur. It comes from the from the root of the word zur. Refresh was always very into diktuk. Uh, so he's always seeing the etymology and where the word's coming from. Leos menukar me'acherem, to be recognizable from others, mitzad miyoso hapnimis, because of your inner qualities. Uh, so it's, uh, what he's saying is that, that the crown, the rim of the Aaron represents um, being uh, separated from other people, being recognizable, not necessarily separated, but, but recognizable as a person of nobility uh, above everybody else uh, because of his inner qualities. Uh, meaning that's why the, the Aron was meant to be an extension of the side, because it's an extension of who you are that creates that, uh, that crown, that creates, um, that creates your, um, your uniqueness to the world. Uh, so it's supposed to be because of your inner qualities that extend out uh, on top and, create, and, and, um, and make you recognizable from everybody else. Uh, so that's what the Jewish people are supposed to, are meant to achieve. Uh, because of the way it was formed and because of its name, the symbolism of the crown, uh, 
uh, it represents the kedusha of the of the mishkan, and that it's not allowed to be um, profaned. It's not able to be used for your ordinary uh, day-to-day use. It has to be used only for the sake of Hashem. Me'abechina hazos zer karov hein. It's similar also in its uh, etymology to the word nezer, keser v'atar, which also means a crown. Right? Like a nazir is somebody who uh, crowns himself, he makes himself different from everybody else by refraining from yayin, by refraining from wine, and by not cutting his hair. Right? So he quite literally has some kind of crown. Uh, but, it, but the idea of a nazir is that he's separating himself just like a crown. Yesh lasim lev shakan ba'aron hazer eno chaticha nifrede shalzav. But we we should pay attention to the fact that here the crown of the of the aron it's not a separate piece of gold. Elanotza mechelak bolet shel aron atmo, but it's an extruding piece of the aron itself. Leficha zehu devaro eleno. This is the message to us. Im Yisrael ach yishmar al kocho v'amidaso ha'isana. If we can represent the gold, which is being steadfast uh, and being uh, committed to our values, betara, in complete purity, melea, shalchayav, hapanimium, v'achitonium, of a person's life, both on the internally and externally, we're also representing that to the world as well. Uh, so by itself, by its own nature, it's going to uh, stand out uh, from everybody around it. Right, so the Jewish people, when we're doing what we're supposed to, when we're steadfast and we're keeping the Torah mitzvos, uh, the world around us is going to see on their own uh, that uh, they're going to see on their own our crown. They're going to leave us alone uh, and they're going to respect us for who, who we are. But when we try, when we don't represent the gold, right, when we try blending in uh, to, the other, to the other nations and becoming just like them and we try hiding our Judaism uh, and in public we're embarrassed, you know, I'm a keyboard, eh? Uh, we're embarrassed to say that we're Jewish or that we keep Shabbos and we try making other excuses. Uh, so then the other nations, they don't look at us like we're wearing a crown. Uh, they, uh, you know, the Jewish people, and that's where the anti-Semitism grows from. Right, so he says, And he brings a pasuk, That the other nations will see that they're calling of the, in the name of Hashem. That's when they fear you. Why? Because they see that, because uh, when we're representing the gold, our nobility, and we're steadfast, and we're confident, right? We're exuding confidence in our Judaism. Other nations look, wow, that, uh, that's bolate into a crown. That extrudes into the crown. They see our crown. Wow, these people are, are different. They're elevated, uh, and, they, and they respect us. When we're trying to blend in to the other nations, that's already when the, the anti-Semitism grows. And that's when they, the, we lose the haftacha, the promise of the Pasuk. That the other nations are going to say that you're calling in Hashem, that's when they fear you. But if you don't call in the name of Hashem, that's when the other nations don't fear you. Uh, so when we're not doing the Devar Hashem, when we're not uh, being confident about our Yiddishkeit, uh, that's when the other nations, uh, they begin not to fear us. And that's when, um, that's when they, uh, God forbid, we, we begin to see a lot of uh, hatred and anti-Semitism. Um, okay, so that's the, the message of the, of the rim and the crown, uh, which is uh, being unique, uh, standing out from the other nations and having them respect us and seeing our Judaism as, uh, as something to look up to, as opposed to no crown is, uh, no, it's not something to, the other nations don't look up to us, we don't stick out from the other nations, uh, and unfortunately we're not respected 
uh, and, uh, and we find uh, that the other nations can, uh, it leads to hatred uh, from the other nations. Why are they being different? Uh, so that's, that's the message of the, of the rim. This, and the, yeah. this rim is not a separate crown that's put on, it's one piece. Right. So he's saying it has to extrude from who you are. Uh, yeah, it comes out automatically from who you are. Uh, meaning it's not a separate thing that you have to work on uh, to, to receive this crown and, to, and, to, and for the other nations to respect you. It comes out automatically. It's like a mimela, like an automatic process. Once a person uh, embodies being zahav, once a person embodies being confident and noble, uh, so then automatically he's gonna, the other nations are going to respect them and we're going to... Um, and we're going to have this crown. Uh, okay, so they, now moving on to the carrying poles of the Aron. The, this is very powerful. I love this. Uh, this is my favorite part of the <laughs> um, of the creation of the Aron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should make <clears throat> carrying poles of shittim wood, cover them in gold. Put them in uh, in rings that are on the side of the Aron. And they are carrying poles, right? That's how they would carry them. That's how they would hold. There's Aaron, yeah, on the shoulders of the Levian. Very good, Peter. Uh, so, and this, this was the carrying poles. Betabos Aaron Yiyu Habadim. We're now on page four, top of page four. Uh, in the rings of the Aaron should be uh, the the staves, the the carrying poles. Lo yasuru mimeno. Do not remove them ever from the Aaron. So the carrying poles were never able to be removed from the Aaron. They always had to stay in there, even when it wasn't in movement. Okay, that's a little bit strange. Uh, and you should put uh, in the Aaron the Eidos, meaning the Luchos that I gave you. Okay, so what's the significance of these carrying poles? What do they symbolize? Uh, what's the message for us? Says Rav Hirsch, the Atzaktalo Arba Tabos Zava Sisabade Ate Shitim, Habadim Motos Hanesia, Lohayu Emtsai Havara Greda. Uh, so these these carrying poles, it obviously wasn't meant to be purely functional, right? If it was just meant to be carrying poles, uh, so then shezukukim lahem rak be'es nesias aron, that it's only needed at the time of the carrying of the aron mimakom lamakom from one place to the uh, to another place. Ella rather commands the Torah lo yasuru mimenu, do not remove the carrying poles ever from the aron. So it's not just when you need to move the aron. So then, okay, we need some we need a way to move it. Therefore, stick the poles in, and now use the use the carrying poles. No, the aron, the um, the the carrying poles were meant to be a constant feature uh, of a constant um, a, a, a constant feature of the aron hakodesh. And the question is why, right? Uh, for a person can never remove the the staves, the carrying poles from the aron. aron loke says the Gemara in Yuma because this is a a, a command in the Torah. It's a losase. So somebody who's over on a losase, a don't do, uh, he can get malchus, right? So somebody who would remove, says the Gemara and Yuma, somebody who would remove the carrying poles from the Aron, he would get malchus, he would get uh, lashes, right? That's how severe it was. Habadem hayu chelak mehusi, the badem wore an actual part and parcel, uh, part of the symbolism, mitavniso hasemala shala Aron, of the looks and symbolism of the Aron, until the extent that according to the, the implication of the Pasuk, Hashem commanded them to put in the carrying poles even before he commands them to put in the luchos. Meaning the, the carrying poles had to be already in the Aron before you put in the luchos 
because it's part of what the Aron is supposed to look like and what it's supposed to symbolize. Yisera mikach, in the Sefer Melachim, they would stick out of the curtain of the Mishkan. Uh, so that the people on, because the Aaron was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, was behind the curtain, you would never really be able to see the Aaron. Uh, there's opinion that uh, when on the Shalash Regalim, they would open up the curtain so that people can see the Kruvim uh, facing each other. But besides from that, a person going to the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdash, he would never be able to see the Aron. But what you would be able to see is the poles of the Aron sticking out of the Parochas because they would protrude from the Parochas. Uh, so people would be able to see the, the only thing that you were able to see of the Aron and that you were actually able to, to recognize and, uh, and testify about uh, and see in person was the sticking out of the carrying poles. Okay, what's the significance of that? Uh, the only way that they knew about the actual existence of the Aaron was um, on the other side of the parochis was because they saw these carrying poles uh, sticking out and protruding from the curtain. So Badeh HaAron says of Hirsch, that these carrying poles, misamlim is a yud vashlichos shal nesiyos ha'aron. It uh, it represents the uh, the goal in life and the shlichos and uh, uh, our job shal nesiyos ha'aron of carrying the aron of carrying the Torah umasha betocho el meaver l'tchume makom amidaso beyond the confines of where it's standing. So we're meant to carry the Torah. It's never supposed to be limited into one specific place. The carrying poles represent that we're always supposed to, men, we're always supposed to be ready uh, to carry the, the Torah outside of the confines of the shul, right? To bring it to lunch and learn, uh, or workplace, or if you have a lunch break, uh, to, to bring Torah learning there. Right? It's not only when you're in shul, it's not only when, you, when you're in the Beis HaMikdash, it's not only when you're in Eretz Yisrael. No, it goes beyond any borders, the Torah, uh, and it's meant to be carried with you wherever you go. Um, if there's a need, the command that we're never allowed to remove the carrying poles, is setting uh, right from the beginning, and forever and ever the, the real truth, in bold, that this Torah and its shlichos, it's not uh, limited to any specific land uh, that, that, we've, that we've lived on. It's not even limited to the Mishkan. It's not limited to the Beis HaMikdash, even though that's where it was housed. Um, the representation and the existence, uh, the constant existence of the Badem. It uh, testifies that the Torah of Hashem it's not limited or dependent on any uh, specific place. And this is the Eidos that would constantly be protruding uh, to remind us of this. Um, through the piercing uh, from between the Aaron, uh, to all the other kalim of the Mikdash, the Shulchan and the Menorah, they didn't have carrying poles on it constantly, because uh, those not, not uh, because when it comes to Shulchan, which represented uh, physical, uh, our physical needs, uh, and the Menorah, which represents our spiritual needs. 
Uh, those are more limited to Eretz Yisrael and those are more limited to the Beis Hamikdash, right? A person would be, there would be more bracha, there would be more physicality when we're in uh, Eretz Yisrael. That's when the fruits give of Venasa Napiria, Venasa Naperas, what's the last name? Tuvia, or what? Uh, the, the fruits give off its good. Only when we're in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, we're on a higher spiritual level when we're in Eretz Yisrael. We have more mitzvos when we're in Eretz Yisrael. So those things can be dependent on Eretz Yisrael. But the Torah, which is represented by the Aaron, that's not dependent on, on Eretz Yisrael. That's not dependent on any specific place. It's meant to be carried with us and ready to be carried with us all times in our workplace, throughout our whole life, uh, everywhere that we go. And all the other kalim, they didn't have carrying poles. Uh, and through this comes this powerful idea. The shulchan and the menorah, which is the, 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 the physical life. And the sprouting, the, the menorah was made with flowers. It's meant to represent the sprouting of uh, spirituality. Uh, that's why Chabad has uh, menorahs everywhere because they're meant to to spread uh, the light of of, uh, of Ruchnius. Kevulim laAdmas Artzenu Hakadosha. So those can be limited to uh, um, to our holy land, Achlo Torah Yisrael, but not the Torah of Yisrael. Torah is meant to be carried with us wherever we go, uh, no matter what any situation that we're in. We get kicked out of Eretz Yisrael. We'll bring the Torah to Bavel. Right? There was a time when Bavel was the epicenter of learning Torah. Uh, and we're finding that even nowadays, right? You have places like Crown Heights, you have uh, Lakewood, right? Uh, Sydney, Irakodesh, Morningkola, right? We're bringing Torah with us, no matter where we are in the world, uh, spreading Torah and its values. Uh, this week, we should we should inculcate all the lessons of the Aron uh, to be made of Shittim wood, to constantly be growing step by step, that 1% every single day, uh, but to also be covered by gold, right? Nobility, steadfast, we're impervious. None of the outside influences are going to get in. Uh, and through that, uh, it should create for us that crown, that's bolate, that that uh, protrudes from the side of the Aron. Uh, the nations of the world should respect us for who we are, what we're doing in Eretz Yisrael at the current moment. We're getting a lot of criticism. Uh, but through us being proud Jews and, uh, and, and staying true to our value, represented by the Zav, we should grow that crown. The Yiru uh, Mimecha, the other nations of the world, should fear us. Uh, and they should respect us uh, for who we are, what we represent, and the values that we're trying to uphold. Uh, and we should also have the carrying poles of the Aron to represent that we take out the Aron wherever we go. Uh, we bring it with us. We're not limited to any space or time. Uh, the Torah is meant to be carried with us every moment of every day. Of Lech Lech everyone. Have an amazing, amazing Shabbos.